You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. For a subject matter, write this down. Last Sunday morning we talked about no, you can't go. Come on, say that loud. No, you can't go. Let's, let's know you were a little bit more intense on last Sunday. No, you can't go. Okay, let's do it again. No, you can't go. No, you can't go. What are we talking about? Those weights, those burdens, those hindrances that held you back are holding you back, slows you down from running this race effectively and if you're going to be successful at running this christian race as a believer this journey is going to require that you lay aside every hindrance not some because you can lay away some it will lighten the load but nonetheless it's still slowing you down so you want to matter of fact let me get uh, Hebrews 12 and 1, New King James Version. You want to lay, away, lay aside every weight. For some people, it's excuses. And man, we name a plethora of things on last week that could possibly, possibly be the cause of why some people aren't moving. For some, it's old mindsets. For some, it's outdated people. <laughs> it's quiet. For some, it's, it's the wrong places. For some, it's the wrong things. And again, notice, no, notice now, the scripture says, lay, weight, lay aside every weight and sin. We're focusing on weights. Because there are some things that are not necessarily sin, but they are weights, they're hindrances. Now, I submit to you, and I really believe that, the, first of all, Christ knew that if we don't lay aside these things, they could prevent us from doing certain things, right? So it's important that we take note of that because if not, I can fool myself. Well, it's not a sin, but it's holding, it's, it's preventing you from, from receiving things and doing things that you could be doing, okay? So, so we can't be oblivious to the fact that there is a necessity to lay them aside. But I really believe that if I continue to allow this thing to slow me down, it could lead me into sin. Give me a, give a prime example. You, you were single for a single person. If you always listen to slow jams, I mean, there's no sin to listen to uh, uh, whoever, okay? Right? But watch this. Because now I'm getting this in my spirit. It's creating certain emotions, feelings. So now, guess what? It could lead you to call Jody over. And Jody's still running in the wrong direction. So now you find yourself doing some things that you made a resolution that, no, you can't go. Okay? This is serious. We're talking about lay, today we're talking about laying aside every weight, circle every, laying aside every weight, eliminating weights from your life. Notice the theme that God has given this house for this year. Move. Someone say move. It means to change, to change. Someone say change. To change, to change, to take action, to advance, 
to progress, listen, to shift. And if there's anything that would stop somebody from moving, it's weights. Anchors are designed for one reason, to keep you put. So you have to know this, weights are designed to keep you put, to keep you stuck, to keep you immobile. That's what they're for. There's nothing good about weights. So if I want to move, if I want to shift freely, if I want to take action, I have to take, I have to make sure that I lay aside every, not just some, every weight. And I'm going to share something because I stated this last Sunday. You can hold something so long that it begins to hold you. So you want to change is about doing a 180. It's about doing a reversal in direction. You with me? And, and notice Write this down. Being weighed down is a symptom. It's often a symptom when you're weighed down. And it's a symptom that your life is about to change or that change is needed. <laughs> so when you're weighed down, it's a symptom that something is about to change or change is needed. And guess who determines which direction? Guess who determines it? Let me show you something because let me say this because here's the thing. The Bible is so lucid when it comes to renewing the mind, okay? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the reason, it's not by happenstance that uh, your pastors are aggressive in this mind thing, dealing with people, dealing with, and look, we got a master psychologist over here, okay? Hold on, hold on. I didn't say that for that. But, but we're here to help. I, we, we are about results, okay? We're about results, man. I mean, I'm a no wise. I don't care about the amens. I don't care about the uh, uh, the the preach, preacher. You teaching now, doctor? That, 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 that's it's about seeing lives changed. And, and you don't be this kind of person. You are in an environment that's conducive for change, but you don't seize the moment, huh? I said this Wednesday night, we always quote the first part of Hosea 6. My people pass when I like acknowledge No, they perish because they rejected the knowledge. That's why we're avid learners, man, because we know the better we get, the better we can be of service to you. Now, let me say something, because here's, here's what happens. When you get saved, and you've heard me say this for years, your mind does not get saved. Your spirit, man, becomes alive to God. But your mind is just as jacked up as whatever experiences that you had so if you was crazy before you received Jesus although you are a new creation those crazy tendencies will still be there you, you, you missing what I'm saying that's why you don't forget how to snap you still know how to snap but it's only when your mind begins to be renewed that I don't snap now but I respond like Jesus would and pity the person who does not take advantage of working on their mind. Why would you do that to yourself? And let me tell you something. And as long as, as long as you fail to renew your mind, you will always be slave to something or somebody else. Why? Because I cannot do anything of myself because I won't renew my mind. So I'm always at the mercy 
of somebody else. Somebody telling you what you ought to make. Somebody telling you when to get up. Somebody telling you where to live. Somebody telling you where to stay. Somebody telling you to go to bed. See, see, you want to be at the, you don't want to be at the mercy of, a, of another man. How dare you let some other man tell you you only worth $12.50. You only worth $22.75. But see, but if I educate myself, You'll know what you're worth. See, we'll come back here. Let, let, uh, Proverbs 32 9, God's word. Let me show you something, man. This is, I, I, have to, I have to walk this thing out because there are people who are mad at God. And God is not your problem. You are your problem. God didn't do this to you. He's giving you everything you need, but, 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 but if I fail to do what he said, it's not going to work. And people are still praying about stuff that all you got to do is make a decision to do what he said. Don't be stubborn like a horse or mule. They need a bit and brittle in their mouth to restrain them or they will not come near to you. What he's saying is that the horse or the mule has to be forced to do something. He said, don't, don't, don't be. See, that goes back to what I said. When you fail to educate yourself, it all, you always be at the mercy of somebody else tugging you this way or tugging you that way. Whether you want to go to or not. Whether you want to go or not. If you don't make a decision, we, okay, you don't want to go. We'll decide for you. Listen. What's this? To annotate this, this is what this means. To... to this is what this verse means. You have to decide whether or not you're going to be the master of change or a victim of change. That's what he's saying. Either you're going to be the master of change or somebody's going to change for you. And when somebody has to pull you, you are a victim of change. See, the horse here is the victim of change. The mule is the victim of change. Since you don't want to do, since you want to be stubborn, since you want to reject the knowledge, <laughs> get in the soup line. Are you going to be the creator of your circumstances or a creature of your circumstances? And what gets me is that people who really don't even have a relationship with the Lord just committed themselves to some discipline because they want it better in life and it's working for them. And here we got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We got, we got great teaching. We got this, we got that. And we're still standing on the edge talking about, well, what if? I'm not talking about this today, but, 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 but if you're constantly weighed down, you need some D in your life. Discipline. Again, build your vocabulary. See, that's the problem now. You know why people think low? Because they don't read. They don't educate themselves. So, so they, they always think something crazy. Need some discipline. That's what that means. If I'm always weighed way down, discipline yourself. Right, Pastor, I'm so heavy. You need some discipline. Pastor, you be pacified. Pastor, if, only, if you only knew. Hebrews 12. See, see, see. Now you have to do something. You have to move. Because we keep, Lord, 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 listen, man, I, listen, I, I mean, I can't do it. The, the next option is for me to literally come down again in the flesh. 
but there's a time when I'm going to do that. No man knows the day nor the hour. So, but, but, I mean, that's really, literally, I mean, the only thing, the only, the only thing I do is just manifest it in the flesh and pull you by the hand. But I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. As Jesus is, so are we in the world, in the earth. You know, people have, they don't have a devil problem, they have a mind problem. Because, because let me tell you why the devil is not your biggest threat. Because he's already defeated. If you weren't defeated, you might have a, a claim, but Satan's already defeated. You are your biggest threat. How can somebody defeated defeat you except they persuade you or, or to make you believe that you're already defeated? That's how Satan gets people through persuasion, suggestion, suggestion. Satan's not your biggest threat. You know who your biggest threat is? Somebody need to say me. <laughs> Satan's, I mean, again, he can suggest things. That still, but you, you, you have to decide. I mean, did Satan close the book when you try to open up and read? I mean, when you got in your car to come to the master's mind class, did Satan like just put uh, uh, boots on all four of your wheels and you could decide to Satan stop me from coming to church? Let, let me let me let me say something because you, you know people are going to worship. They're coming. To, they're doing things, man. But they're not really experiencing anything because they're not taking upon them. They're not doing their part. They're mad with with God. Mad at Pastor Rex. Mad at Brother So and So who's doing the word. They mad at everybody who's doing this. So when do you say, hey, you know what? I'm not only deciding, but I'm doing. You know, it's not just deciding. You have to do. You remember the thing I said some weeks ago? Five frogs decided to jump off a log. How many jumped off? Oh, huh? Four decided to jump off. Five frogs on the log. Four decided to jump off. How many jumped off? Huh? None, because they all just decided. And that's that's what we do. We just decide. But so you have to decide and do. Why is he on this side today? Because there's like a. I feel a tug off. But the wise person won't sit there and look at me like you want to come down here if you don't do something. You know, you know what? I need to receive this because I, I blame all of 17. I blame everybody. And, and, and I never looked at self. This year, I'm going to do a self-introspection. I'm going to hold me accountable this year. Therefore, I gave you context last week, so just let me jump right into this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, that's you, that's you, lay aside every weight, not some, every weight, okay? And sin, which so easily snares us. Notice, notice I said there's nothing good about a weight. It easily entraps you. Weights, from a spiritual standpoint, in the context we're talking, are designed to hold you down. There's nothing good about it. So you don't even have to pray about releasing it because Lord, I tell you, lay it aside. So you don't have to fast on, should I let this go? Foolish, it's right here in the Bible. You don't have to go on a sabbatical about doing something the Lord already gave you instruction to do. Pastor, I'm going to go away for three days and just see what he's saying. Save that money and just do what he said. And run with endurance the race that is set before you. And run let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Do you have anything in your life that you have to argue with yourself about? 
You know, you come, man, man, you're trying to figure out why you need to keep them negative people, toxic people in your life. Well, you know, he did, he did bring me Thanksgiving food. (laughs) Oh, he brought me a plate. You sitting there, sitting there, reasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Well, you know, I did. He did pay my cell phone bill. You know, three years ago, he did help me pay my rent. Do you have Do you have anything in your life that you have to argue with yourself about? You repeatedly have to try to pers- and persuade yourself. If yes, guess what? You have weights in your life. If you're trying to figure out why I need to keep this thing that I know that's no good, for, that's a weight. And, and listen, in your spirit, and you know, in your spirit. Your spirit keeps telling you, but you keep arguing with the spirit. Holy Spirit telling you, you keep going, Lord, Lord, come on now, Jesus. <laughs> you keep convincing yourself that it's right, that it's okay. Why? Because it's not sin. Pastor Rex, uh, he articulated very well that there are some things that are clearly weights that are not necessarily sins. And this is not a sin. How do I know, how do I know it's a weight? When I'm afraid to investigate it. You don't want to investigate it. You don't want to investigate it. You just, no, no, that's from God. And it's weighing you down, and it's from God. We say that word weight, write this down. It's the Greek word agkos. It means a mass, a burden, a hindrance. That which impedes or burdens or, or, or burdens by weighing one down or pressing one down, sir, man. It's a mass. Come here, give me my illustration. Y'all remember, you guys remember, remember the illustration of last week? Okay. Uh, Let me, it's a hindrance. See how he set it down already? No, 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 that's what it do. It weighs you down. Don't sit it down. It's heavy. It's something that impedes or burdens by weighing or pressing one down. That's a weight. Think about that group. Do they make you heavy? That's, you don't have to pray about walking away and thinking about and contemplating. You know, I'm gonna get back with you. No, I'm gonna tell you. You know what? Take my name off the list. Free yourself. And, and, and see, see, here, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I'll pick it back up, brother. <laughs> Thanks, sir. See, you can get so used to tolerating something that when it's time to let it go, you actually become sad. You become sad. You, you don't want to let. It, again, you start convincing yourself. Well, you know. You know, you know, you know. The first three years were great. Yeah, that was 17 years ago. The last 14 being, being. I mean, I mean, like. Now, now let me tell you something because some of you are looking at me. Two, you're going to do two things, okay? Okay. Now you're going to do two, two things. You're going to be determined to change, or you're going to keep allowing things to change you, okay? So, so you, I'm not. The, I'm just the, the messenger. Because people look at me like, well, you you talking about me? I'm not talking, I don't even know you. I mean, I know you, some of you know you, but, but you know what I'm saying. You can get so used to tolerating something. That's why, the, the prime example, that's why you see somebody with somebody, you know, you know that good for you, but because what, what has happened, you have gotten used to them. And you believe it's almost uh, better just to tolerate. See, I, you don't want to be tolerated, you want to be celebrated. You want to be tolerated. See, you see, that's what you do. You start, see, you don't tolerate it. So you just, you know, hey, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. You, you need to say, I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be celebrated. So anybody that you just have to talk, no, uh-uh, 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 no, you can't, you can't go. So they become sad. I'm going somewhere. 
You can sit down. <laughs> yeah. Last week I had brother. That brother was sweating like he was on, like he was running from somebody. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> I was watching the video. I said, "Man, I need to apologize, brother." But I ain't know he. That brother was. I ain't know he was. <laughs> He's up there holding that thing. I'm a bob and I'm a. I'm um, a beta man of God. <laughs> so, so, and that sad is real. In the field of psychology, they call that they call that separation anxiety disorder. That's why you become sad. Say, I'm right. I'm right. I, this is building pretty good. Separation anxiety disorder is when someone experiences excessive. Anxiety regarding separation, regarding separation from someone or something. Why? Because of that emotional attachment. Uh, see, and you keep convincing us, oh, they're going to change. No, that's a toxic environment. Oh, it'll get better over time. Not if you don't do something about it. And see, that's the thing. We think things just, let me tell you something. You could do it and experience positive change, or you can be the victim, like the horse and the mule. Notice he said, run this race with what? Endurance. No one can successfully complete in a, compete excuse me, in a long distance running or any, of any kind who is hindered by excessive weight of clothing. You, can, you cannot, let me say it again, no one can successfully compete in a long distance running or any kind of running who is hindered by excess clothing or weight. And if we are to run this race as Christians... If you are to run this race with endurance and effectiveness, we must lay aside, write this down, every encumbrance that would hinder or impede our progress. Let me, let me tell you something. If it's not assisting you in running, it's slowing you down. If it's not aiding in, in you running faster, guess what? It's a weight. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.